Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson. Get free activation with the offer code Carson. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is uh, Friday part two, actually. I'm just going to go ahead and say yesterday was Friday. Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, a lot of people taking the day off. If you are working, uh, maybe your first, second, or third job because of the Biden economy, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We have so much to get to. And so little time because, you know, I've got a major honeydew list going uh, all weekend long. And uh, I'm going to be heading up to Home Depot here very shortly where I understand they're having a sale. And that uh, Democrat Party casket nails are on sale this week. I think it's pretty cool. They're going to need a whole bunch of them coming up in November. I'm talking propane on the gas grill. Open flame, hold the pan. Still in flannel, it's plaid. Still never question the gas I'm in the backyard. Belt, big truck in a backpack, working on a house and I flip it like a flapjack. Phillips head with a tread hammer with a knapsack. Got a creak in the knees, even got a bat. On some days, I go to Home Depot like five times. Back, never backtrack, two measure, one cut. Got a big beam, bolts and a lug nuts. Get stuff halfway together and I'm like, oh, son of a gun, I need a what nut? Who's in a toolkit thinking of what does what? Hit him with a sport when I'm... I mean, you know you got a problem when you got a... F- your first name basis at your Home Depot with all the employees. In them a putt, putt. Hey, sports. There you go. So there's your <laughs> Home Depot casket nails on sale for Democrats uh, today for the uh, Democrat agenda, which, by the way, has been uh, had its butt kicked. I'm not going to use the word curb stomped anymore because people were upset by that. So I'll just say the Democrats and the uh, liberal agenda getting its butt kicked. How's that this week? And, and I've got some more good news. I got some more good news on that front coming up. I've got uh, oh, oh, I've got some really, really good stuff on this uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, uh, her testimony um, in front of the J6 community. And I mean, she could be in trouble. She could be in all sorts of trouble for what she did. But the positive is she will have a job at MSNBC. No matter what she does, she will always have me. <laughs> now, of course, this is a 4th of July weekend. Uh, Woke California School Board, uh, they are asking uh, members not to, uh, to call for a boycott of the 4th of July because there's no reason to celebrate. There's some people who say that. Uh, Anna Maria Avila Farias, a member of the Contra Costa County Board, the CCCA, the County Costa, County, whatever the hell, Board of Education, uh, shared a, uh, a fading image of the U.S. flag alongside the caption, Boycott the Fourth of July. Yeah, uh, I haven't celebrated the Fourth of July since 2016, and I don't uh, think it's a holiday to celebrate. She wrote in a, po- uh, a Facebook post, what do you think? The local school board member uh, later confessed to not feeling particularly patriotic thanks to abortion rights being overturned last week in response to the comment on her post suggesting she maybe have a funeral in 
and bury the Constitution and the flag, Farias wrote, please invite me, is what she said. Uh, she also went on to cite the three-fifths compromise, the 1787 fugitive slave clause, and Frederick Douglass' Douglas 1852 famous speech. She needs to uh, realize that this whole three-fifths thing was uh, created because Democrats wanted uh, the complete votes of their slaves to count. So even though they had to uh, live in servitude, Democrat slave owners uh, wanted to be able to count all of their votes for Democrats. And that's why they came up with the three-fifths compromise. Uh, It was actually good for those who were uh, enslaved in the South. Uh, She, by the way, this woman actually put uh, nine reasons why I don't celebrate the 4th of July. Uh, So there you go. After 1776, it took nearly 100 years before my ancestors technically gained their freedom in 1865. And a whole heap of pain, trauma, and oppression maintained during those years when only white Americans were liberated from someone else's rule. Well, I know, but you never lived through that. That's the thing, you you, you know. And it's a thing about becoming a more perfect union and... You know, whatever. These are things you kind of you kind of need to know. I want to play a little bit of this just to start off the show in a in a patriotic manner, and then we'll dive into uh, the next poll here that I have about Americans uh, wanting to take up arms. This is uh, John Voigt. He came out yesterday, and and I love to listen to John Voigt. Uh, John Voigt could he could read a, a toothpaste uh, uh, label, and I'd be like, oh my god, this is fantastic. And I might have to watch National Treasure again this week. And normally on uh, on uh, the fourth, I watch. Uh, Independence Day in the movie. Maybe boycott that because of Will Smith getting all smacky at the Oscars. Anyway, here's John Voight. My dear friends, we're all saddened by so much turmoil that has been brought upon this life we live. Can this darkness be lifted? Can we all share joy once again? And I think we will. And see eye to eye? We have a troubled nation with much horror from these criminals that are ruining lives. You know, the whole criminal thing, the burning of the cities in uh, 2020, and, you know, the smash and grab robberies and crime going through the ceiling in Democrat uh, places. We must stop. Oh, and then those Roe v. Wade, hey, you know, those uh, those pro-life-hating abortionists uh, burning down churches in Virginia and, and going after uh, crisis pregnancy centers. This now, we must bring back our nation's safety. Our police force. Yay, conceal carry. Yay, support the police. Must act on righteousness and guard our neighborhoods, our businesses, our children, our elderly. Yale, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Our veterans and our handicapped. We must protect this nation and bring back safety. We're all. Wow, this guy is a radical extremist. Feeling very unsafe. We're all angry. He should be in jail in Washington, D.C. And let's remember why. Why? It starts with the seat of the President of the United States. He has wronged this nation's glory. He has taken down our morals, our true gift. Of- and he uh, opened up the border wholesale to an invasion of our country, a breach of our sovereignty, and a breach of your sovereignty and safety. The land of that's impeachable. Free. He must be impeached. We cannot wait another second having him dictate our path. Well, we're going to have to wait until November. There you go. I wanted to hear a little John Boyd. I, you know, I just, he just sounded kind of good. I wanted to hear him this morning, so I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. quarter of Americans said they're ready to take up arms against the government. Poll finds that uh, more than a third of those currently own guns. Now, what have I been saying? 
I, I'm not saying take up arms. No, 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 no. Not, not one little bit. But I'm going to tell you, if you bring that S, if you bring that smash and grab S, if you bring that, uh, that uh, Antifa S to my neighborhood, you're going to get your ass shot. And I really mean that. I mean, you, you, if you, you come to my neighborhood, my neighborhood is, uh, you know, America. Uh, and it's not all white either. It's, it's mixed neighborhood. I got the Sikhs up there. No, they're called Sikhs now. They're called Sikhs. Mercy, Sikhs alive. Anyway, so we've uh, got some Sikhs living up the street. Got uh, got my, my biracial couple neighbor down there. And a gay couple down there. They just moved in. And their yard is fantastic, by the way. Uh, but anyway, you know, and they're all like, mm, 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 don't bring it here. Don't bring it here. More than a quarter of Americans, 28%, said it might soon be necessary to take up arms against the U.S. government, according to a new poll released Thursday. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, uh, because the government's um, really, how do I put this, Uh, effing you over in a giant way. In, in a number of ways, and they're trying to uh, take over your lives or trying to control every th- part of your life. So I've, got, I've got proof of this. I will share. Now, I don't speak in bumper stickers like uh, the left does. I've got, I've got proof. Oh, you wouldn't believe how badly you're going to get scrawled in the fall with regard to COVID vaccines that don't work. Oh, my goodness. There has never been such graft and corruption in the history of the planet. Of those who felt that way, 37% currently own guns. This is according to the poll. Uh, Maybe this is why the federal government is trying to stop uh, 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 AR-15 ammunition from getting to consumers. And I'm, I'm absolutely serious. Maybe this is why the uh, HHS during uh, Barack Obama's administration bought 1.5 billion rounds of ammunition. Maybe that's why the IRS is buying millions of dollars worth of ammunition right now. Their poll also showed that a majority of Americans, liberal and conservative, both, did you hear that? Felt that their government was corrupt and rigged against people every day. Joe Biden brought us together, people. Joe Biden brought us together. Because even people who consider themselves to be classically liberal, not left, love the country, love growing up in the country, love coming here, came here to be in this country, and the current left-leaning swamp hates it. And they hate you for loving it, and they want to control every bit of you, and they want to live in a, in a two-tiered system of the bourgeois and the proletariat, just like in a tale of two cities. We also have a, uh, a Bastille in Washington, D.C., and I think we know how this story ends. The survey found that overall 49% of Americans agreed that they more and more feel like a stranger in their own country. 69% of voters who identify as very conservative expressed it. Only 38% of sheep, I mean Democrats, uh, feel that way. Though 60% of Americans felt generally they trust elections to be conducted fairly and counted accurately. (laughs) Is that a line? Is that a punchline? Did they write that? Who did that? Is this from The Tonight Show? Party divisions among those uh, feel uh, uh, differently. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Republicans uh, say, yeah, about, but to what, 80% say they can't trust elections. Republicans, 51% of independents and uh, 33% of uh, Democrats. So there, you there you go. And, and I've, got some, uh, I've got some news for you uh, with regard to gas prices. And, and I don't want to whiz on your parade, but I'm going to tell you, you're about to uh, get scrawled even worse. And you had all the information you needed just a couple of weeks ago in a hearing between the Secretary of the Interior and Joe Manchin, of all people. That is going to come true. I'll explain that coming up in the next segment. But I do want to mention that a top FDA advisor warned that the new COVID booster formulated for Omicron variant is no better than existing shots and say the switch would be trivial. 
Now, here's the problem. The Biden administration has already purchased 130 shots from Pfizer in a deal worth $3.2 billion. So there's a couple of things going on here. A, the new shot is worthless, and we should use the stuff that's already in the stockpile and not buy more. And second of all, only 30% of Americans are still down with getting the shot. A Maypole found that 31... Maypole. It's a Maypole. Oh, my God. Dance around the Maypole. Found that only 31% of Americans report being neither, uh, either somewhat worried or very worried about COVID. So there's no need for this, but there is a payback that needs to happen. And there are a lot of people going to get really rich, and there's a lot of this stuff that's going to end up going down the toilet. There's a lot of these new 130 uh, doses of vaccine that are either going to be shipped to another country or thrown away. This is why Americans are pissed. And when I tell you what they're planning on doing with gas and the price of being able to live in this country, you're going to be even more livid. Then I'm going to intersperse that with some commentary and maybe even some comedy. How does that sound? Okay, cool. Here's a number, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. year and a whole lot of democrats have electile dysfunction that is simply not true it's the rob carson show so it's uh fourth of july weekend and i didn't get out to make my uh, to buy uh, to make my my fireworks run yesterday i'm going to do it after the show today uh and i set a little aside i get a little change jar i'm not kidding i have a change jar and i'm guessing it probably has about 150 in it, and uh, I'm gonna be taking that. I'm gonna cash that in and go buy some fireworks. Wife's out of town. Woo! Yeah, that's how I party. Yeah, I might even I might even go to uh, Bed Bath and Beyond while she's out of town. Although the uh, the 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 uh, the head of Bed Bath and Beyond has just resigned. I guess they fired the guy. They uh, apparently are suffering because of uh, well, they got all woke and everything, and they got rid of the my pillow. That, uh, you know, the MyPillow. I got a MyPillow. I've had a MyPillow for about a dozen years. I love the thing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you can wash it in the whole deal. This is not an ad for MyPillow. I'm just saying it's the only pillow I use now, and I've had it for about, well, it, maybe a dozen years. Anyway. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, they started turning down their thermostats and limiting uh, store hours and stuff like that because, uh, you know, they're woke. And so it looks like if you're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, you might want to do that because you never know how long they're going to be around. Never know, never know. Uh, majority of Americans cutting back on spending due to immense financial pressure. More than 50% spending up to $500 or more on groceries, $250 extra on gas. Uh, I went up the other night to uh, buy some hamburger. Last night, last night I got some hamburger because I made these little uh, little mini pizzas for the family, for my kids and me. And um, uh, recipe I found on TikTok. Thanks. Um, and I was just looking at the ground beef. And they got this thing, it's like maybe a pound and a half, maybe two pounds of ground beef in this, uh, you know, package. And they've got the 80-20, which is the stuff that's almost white because there's so much fat in it. 
It's like you, you make a patty out of 80-20 beef that's, uh, you know, the size of a softball, and it'll cook down to the size of, a, a, you know, a quarter because of all the fat in it. <laughs> and that was like $7. And then the, the, what, the good stuff, the 75-15 or the whatever, maybe the 88-12, whatever. The, uh, and that was like $12. And I said, no, nah, I'll just cook the fat out of the 80-20. So I, I did the 80-20, and then I drained the fat off of it. And, you know, started with a, with a wok full of hamburger. Uh, and then it cooked down to, you know, just like a bowl full. Anyway, uh, gasoline prices up 48% in May this year compared to May 2021. Meat prices 14.2%. Uh, 70% said uh, of you and me have changed their travel habits. 32% are spending up to 250 more on gas per month. But the Biden administration was going to save you $12 a month by getting rid of the federal gas tax. It's just so funny. Oh, my God. It, it and, and groceries are stupid now. I mean, really, really stupid, uh, expensive. And, and if you think, honestly, if you if you think it's just 6% or whatever, you're so ungodly wrong, it's not even funny. And and you clearly don't do any shopping. Uh, like by the fourth of the month of May, meat and poultry up 14%. Cereal, 12%. Fruits and veggies, 8.2%. Uh, let's see here. Oh, raging infl- inflation, much worse than we're being told. If the government calculated price increases the same way it did in the 80s, we've already, we're already in Jimmy Carter territory. This according to former Restaurant Empire CEO Andy Puzder and ex-Senator Jim Talent. Do you want to know what the current adjusted for uh, inflation and all of this stuff is right now in this country? Would you like to guess what the current inflation really is? About 16% if we're calculated as it was during the Carter years. So there you go. The Everyday Price Index, also known as the EPI, is averaging 20.6 annualized so far in 2022. So there you go. Why do I play the theme song, Welcome Back Carter? Why do I do, should I play it? Maybe I should. I should play Welcome Back, Carter. You know, let's have some fun today with, uh, with uh, some uh, comedy. How does that sound? Let's say since we do have, uh, 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 we're in Carter-esque territory, then I think we should play this. This is from Jim Gossett on a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show on your favorite radio station. Hit the post. Welcome back to Jimmy Carter 2.0. He's pegging out the stucco meter. Welcome back. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. Only going to get worse. Well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. Hang on, kids. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. Joe's killing off the nation. Killing off the nation. Say hello to stagflation. Hello to stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot because brain cells he ain't got. Welcome back. He loses them every day. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, it cost an arm to fill your car, and a leg, welcome back, your paycheck's the same and it don't go far. Joe pulled all the troops from Afghanistan. Keep the equipment. Everything is screwed up. I guess that's his plan. Oh, yeah. He's an Obama puppet. Obama puppet. Let's go tell him to stop tell it. Tell him to, to stop, stop it. it. Yeah. The worst in history. That's why we chant FJB. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
You, you, you got the vaccination? Nip, nip, nip. You, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're... No, no I, I, I really know. And, of course, uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, threw that together. We collaborated on that, by the way. Welcome back, uh, Carter. Now, uh, you know, we're asking... Uh, when are gas prices going to come down? And if you're thinking they're going to come down anytime soon, you are absolutely wrong. You know why? Because uh, Joe Biden is using the Russia-Ukraine war to say that uh, that's causing it. That's a lie, of course, but it gives him cover. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. Okay, so nobody believes this because it's a lie. But he's sticking with it. And when I tell you what they're planning, well, it's going to get really, really ugly. That's coming up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. So for those of you who are uh, trying to fly this weekend, uh, my sister-in-law tried to come in two days ago, had the flight canceled. Uh, right now, the uh, the state of airline travel in this country is a giant Charlie Foxtrot, also known as a chicken foot. But there's a solution. Take it away, Bill Shatner. Cancel Flight Negotiator. Now, with CancelFlightNegotiator.com, yeah. you can name your own price to never arrive at your 4th of July destination. Why not book a flight with UAL, which stands for You Ain't Leaving. Oh, boy. Be sure to check out our new companion fares. That's right. Two people can be stranded at the airport for the price of one. Hey! And be sure to check out our new holiday fares. Leave on Thanksgiving. You might get there by Christmas. Like that. And every ticket purchased comes with a complimentary pillow for the three nights you'll spend sleeping at the airport. <laughs> CancelFlightNegotiator.com. Shop, compare, save. Cancel flight negotiator. <laughs> uh, Jim Gossett, thank you, James. That was uh, that was outstanding. Very, 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 very good, and uh, not far from the truth, by the way. So um, this is pretty interesting. We heard from uh, Joe Biden that you know the war, the war, the we were on a war footing in the war, and you know in the war, and the war is going to be oh, by Putin inflation, everything's uh, Putin's fault because you know the war. Uh, which is a giant uh, flaming pile of crap. We all know that. Everybody knows it. In fact, hold on a second. Uh, 97% see Joe Biden's inflation is a crisis or a problem, and about 85% of Americans think America's going in the wrong direction. That said, uh, Joe Biden's director of the National Economic Council on Thursday uh, was asked about, you know, these uh, gas prices and how insane they are. And now I've told you, you're going to get super scrod this summer. And you're thinking, hey, 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 Joe Biden's going over to Saudi Arabia, and he's going to take one for the team, maybe literally. Uh, and, and the whole thing, oh, this is all going to work. No, 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 no. They, they are not. They are going to blame, 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 because this is their plan. This is Brian Deese, the uh, director of National Economic Council. Talking, he actually uses the uh, the word liberal world order. That even makes it better. The military analyst, the director of national intelligence, uh, they say that this could be a long e a war measured in years. And I think everybody understands why this is happening. But is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, 
Listen, we can't afford to pay 4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Now, uh, normally, somebody say, you know, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to become energy uh, independent again, like with uh, with Donald Trump, because. That was, uh, you know, the last time we were energy independent and the only time we've ever been really energy independent. And all we would have to do is do this. And the only reason why we are having to go to Saudi Arabia is because we did this to ourselves. There is no debate about that, kids. There is no debate whatsoever that this is self-inflicted and created. And I will share with you the uh, secretary of the Department of Interior about a month ago with Joe Manchin. And it'll, it'll set everything straight for you. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. So no matter how high the gas prices get, this man just told you it's not going to get better. But at the same time, what I'd say to that family and to Americans across the country is you have a president administration that is going to do everything in its power. Yeah, but you see, you know, you guys, you are able to skip meals and stuff and you may lose your house. Just know that this president is doing everything in his power between weekend visits to Delaware to uh, to bring down the price of gas, which means uh, nothing to blunt the, those price increases and bring those prices down. He's doing everything he can, but he's not doing anything. Uh, good news, over the last two weeks, we've seen the price of gas at the pump come down about 20 cents. But Whoa, that's amazing. But uh, that doesn't mean, again, D word for Richard. Still unacceptably high. That's why the president, before he was at NATO. Yeah, NATO you know, blah, blah, blah. So done with you. Bleep off. Oh, did you hear the state of Maryland? They had this uh, automatic increase in the gas tax in uh, Maryland, which used to be, uh, well, Maybe a time in history it was a great state. Uh, I mean, it is still is a great state. It's just the people in charge um, suck. Uh, Ten cent per gallon increase in the uh, in the gas tax in Maryland. So that's what they call, I guess, what insult to in injury. Insult to injury. Uh, stocks tumbled yesterday. The worst first half of the year in over fifty years. There's that. Um, the SS Biden. In case you're wondering. Uh, way hit the iceberg like a long time ago and has been taking on water. About a year now, maybe a year and a half. Business leaders optimism hits hits a record low amid soaring inflation, labor shortages. Have you noticed that lately? Uh, there's a Walmart near me. They're paying seventeen dollars starting per hour. Do you suppose the bake shop down the street could pay their employee seventeen dollars an hour? Mm, 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 mm. But in California, millions are going to get a thousand and fifty dollars in inflation relief. A seventeen billion dollar instant inflation relief package. So millions of Californians get $1,000 of your money to pay for your gas that they caused to go through the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and then there's this, then there's this. The Biden administration did not give an explanation as why it missed its own deadline with regard to uh, major oil leases on federal land. Yeah. They, they didn't even say a thing about it. The deadline was yesterday. So uh, uh, Interior Secretary Deb Haaland vowed during a Senate hearing on May 19th to issue a legally mandated program that outlined proposed offshore lease sales over the next five years. Yesterday is when it was supposed to come out. An announcement was supposed to take yesterday, but it didn't happen. I wonder why. Here's the exchange between uh, Senator Joe Manchin and this uh uh, this woman who is nothing more than a couple of jet, uh, checked boxes. She's a radical leftist. She's a Native American woman, you see. 
So she checks a couple boxes. But anyway, here's the exchange. I want you to listen to Joe Manchin's response to this. Realizing, of course, he's from West Virginia, and realizing that uh, West Virginia just had a major win against the EPA, uh, where coal-fired power plants can tell the EPA to suck it. Here is uh, Joe Manchin and Deb Holland in May. If, if I may, real quickly, Secretary Holland, I don't know, you all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from y'all's office. So it looks like you are on to shut everything down. Did you know you all put this? I, in? I, I am. I am sorry. I, I am sitting in this hearing and and not. My God, somebody <laughs> this shuts it down. Did you just hear him? That's a that's a Democrat. My God, you're, you're just planning on shutting it down. Well, that's what they did yesterday, kids. That's what they did yesterday. It shows what your intent is. Yes, we can. We'll get copies for everybody. Listen, everybody. Listen Basically, to this. Basically, it says Secretary Holland provides updates on offshore leasing program during the... By the way, this is the first time this has happened since 1958. Senate testimony. During testimony before the U.S. Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources today, Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, confirmed that despite delays in implementation from the previous administration... The Interior Department will release the proposed program. The next step in the five-year offshore energy planning process. They submitted nothing, which means no leases for the next five years. By June 30th, 2022, which is the expiration of the current program. A proposed program is not a decision, is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. There you go, kids. That's the plan. <laughs> I told you, man. Fortunately, the Supreme Court ruled against the EPA. And so they do not possess this unbridled power they used to have. So presumably on state-owned lands and privately-owned lands, they can tell the federal government to, gee, uh, you know, go to, go to hell. That's a positive. That victory meant a whole hell of a lot. This is kind of funny. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre the other day. She let a little slip. She was trying to say that Joe Biden was going to do his level best to alleviate the pain that Americans are feeling, but she, she said something else. I mean, the president has been very clear in making sure that he does everything that he can uh, to, uh, to elevate, to alleviate. Ah, to elevate the pain. There you go. A little slip there. Oops, oops, doop. Does everything that he can uh, to, uh, to elevate, to alleviate uh, the, you know, the, the pain that American families are feeling when it comes to gas prices. What's he doing? What's he doing? Yesterday he was asked about, you know, going to Saudi Arabia, you're going to beg for oil? Oh, no, there's something else there. I think I just made a poopy. I'm going to get on my bike now. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, that's where we are. That's where we are, kids. If you thought that things were going to get better, uh, you are absolutely high. And if you thought that... Uh, that uh, Price gas, gas prices are going to come down. You're wrong. You are absolutely wrong. Do you know why? Remember what I said earlier about the big pharma companies and $3.2 billion that, uh, that Pfizer is going to get for a vaccine that nobody needs in the fall, that nobody wants in the fall, that will probably end up going to other countries or just be thrown away? Remember that? Remember that? 
Well, the same thing happened with the car companies and uh, electric vehicles. Remember that? Joe Biden said that all vehicles in the federal fleet, he signed an executive order the day after he became president, that all vehicles in the uh, government federal fleet would be converted to electric vehicles. And Nancy Pelosi, her husband, went out and bought a whole bunch of stock in electric vehicles. And and the only thing is, is that, uh, you know, there are a lot of vehicles in the federal fleet that they, there is no such thing as an electric placement, like big SUVs and tractors and, uh, you know, all sorts of other transportation vehicles. I would assume also if you look at army vehicles, there's no electric army vehicles out there. There's no electric ships out there. Uh, so it's all a, a giant um, a screw job. That's what it's meant to do. And when uh, when Jean-Pierre Rompal, or whatever the hell her name is, when she said that Joe Biden wants to elevate the pain, that's exactly what she meant. How could you say that? Because Barack Obama in 2007 said that he wanted to see European-style gas prices. And his energy secretary said the same thing. This is one of the moist streams of the class of 1968, kids. And if it becomes $10 a gallon, then they'll be fine with it. If it becomes $12 a gallon, they'll be fine with it. But you and I aren't going to take this anymore. Things are going to happen in this country if that happens. There will be uh, rallies in the streets, these times peaceful. And there will be people saying, screw it, I'm not going to work, screw it, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Americans are going to start saying no. And I would encourage you to do so. And I hope that any of you National Guard troops who were told you had to get your vaccine by, by last night, if they uh, attempted to fire you, I hope you just walked. Because uh, we're tired of the abuse. We're tired of the indignity. We're tired of the abuse. Go to Home Depot, get those Democrat Party coffin nails this weekend. Because that's where the Democrat Party is going to be in November. Let's go to Dave in Santa Cruz, California, the home of uh, KSCO, our glorious affiliate. Hello there, uh, David. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up on this Friday? Yeah, just echoing what you were saying, Rob, about the uh, uh, gas. I mean, we want so much gas, and they're, and they're purposely not letting us use it, and like just destroying, you know, our economy. And then I I, I heard the government saying they want to have green shipping zones which i yeah. mean that doesn't even exist i mean would that no. be a rowboat or back in the day when you have all those guys rowing and then there's a guy yes. whipping them and yes. they're rowing i mean i don't understand why people don't see what's happening it's uh it's a joke but you you heard the stats early in the show with americans there are people who want to take up arms uh you got 85 percent of the american population including 80 percent of democrats saying they don't like the direction of the country joe biden has uh, united us dave against him that's the positive but we've got to stop the damage that can happen before november i appreciate the phone call brother got to take a break you are listening to the rob carson show To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. For uh, five years, we heard attacks on Donald Trump. We heard he needs to be removed from office. We heard celebrities uh, say that he should be assassinated. We heard all of these things. We endured all of that. And right now, I would like to say, I think the number one order of business when Republicans take over the Congress is to impeach Joe Biden and remove him from office for the uh, the count of uh, breaching our border and our sovereignty as a nation and our safety as the American people. That or use the 25th Amendment to use him to uh, to uh, get him out because everybody knows his brain doesn't work.
59% of Americans are concerned about uh, Joe Biden's mental or physical health. I put this out on all social media yesterday, followed with the line, and the rest of us could really give a crap less. Not wishing uh, bad upon uh, Joe Biden, but I'm not thinking about it. I'm not worrying about his mental or physical health. I'm just asking people to look at it and say he should not be the president. And that would be common sense. Now, here's the uh, the victory in the Supreme Court, another uh, butt-kicking, not a curb-stopping, a butt-kicking that uh, the left is taking. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court, uh, of course, significantly uh, curtailed the authority of the EPA, West Virginia and, uh, versus Environmental Protection Agency. Congress did not grant the EPA the authority to devise emission caps based on the generations-shifting approach the agency took in the Clean Power Plan, according to the court. The case concerned the EPA, Obama-era EPA regulation known as the Clean Power Plan, which created guidelines for states to limit carbon dioxide emissions from power plants. Okay? That sounds kind of harmless and all that stuff. John Roberts wrote that the uh, Obama-era Clean Power Plan was an unprecedented power grab by the EPA that affected a fundamental revision of the statute, changing it from uh, one uh, one sort of scheme of regulation into an entirely different kind. It was a gigantic power grab, and they convinced you and me and others that carbon, which everything that life is based on on the planet, carbon emissions and carbon dioxide which would encompass anything essentially except for plants because they expel oxygen it would regulate everything that's what it was there for Roberts ruled the agency cannot force power plants to move away from fossil fuels and towards renewable sources without further legislation from Congress. A decision of such magnitude and consequent rests with Congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to clear delegation from the representative body. Elena Kagan is uh, an idiot, okay? Uh, She is not a smart person because she fell for all the crap with regard to carbon. Listen to this. Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan warned parts of the East Coast could be swallowed by the ocean in a dissenting Supreme Court opinion. She sounds like a, you know, a sophomore in high school who just went through, you know, a, a slideshow presented by uh, uh, PETA or something. Uh, well, ELF, whatever. Uh, if the current state of emissions continues, children born this year could see parts of the eastern seaboard swallowed by the ocean. Well, you better tell Barack Obama that because uh, he has a new house in a uh, $15 million house in Martha's Vineyard right on the ocean and one in Hawaii, right on the ocean. Uh, You know why? Because he knows this is a bunch of crap. But uh, you're a Supreme Court justice, and you fell for this. Yeah, she fell for it. Now, the positive is the EPA is preparing to cite the United States' largest oil feed for uh, field for violating ozone pollution standards, a a move that would threaten the end of oil and gas production in the region. All right? So this is the uh, Permian Basin. The largest oil field in the United States, accounting for 95 millions of gasoline per day, or 40% of the oil produced domestically. The Biden administration wants to shut it down. Yesterday's decision by the Supreme Court hopefully will stop this, because this was meant to blow it up. This was meant to get $10 gas and $15 gas. And God help us if that ever happens. And one final note. In France, France, they actually, because of all this Green New Deal nonsense, they're having to restart coal-fired plants this winter in order to combat energy insecurity. And uh, it kind of makes sense in France. 
You're what the French call les incompetents. From Home Alone, yes, they are. They are. You're what the French call les incompetents. They are les incompetents. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed and I don't count drunk driving as a felony. That is Joe Biden on the stage with uh, uh, Vice, uh, the publication, a couple of hosts and he said that uh, that about drunk driving, and they literally sat there gobsmacked, like, where the hell did that come from? All right, so coming up, uh, the the there's no a trial like a show trial. An update on uh, Cassidy Hutchinson and the January 6th committee, which uh, leaves the stage with its tail between its legs. Next hour, right ahead. Don't go anywhere, kids. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, ladies and gentlemen, a three-day weekend. And we've got plenty to get to, including the show trial, the January 6th committee, in just a moment, in case you are trying to travel in Joe Biden's America. I know this kind of comes as a surprise that you're having the worst summer ever. I guess maybe uh, something that might have contributed was all those pilots that had to uh, quit or be fired because they didn't get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, you think there maybe is a little something to do with that? Just a little? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, there is a solution. Here's uh, Bill Shatner to tell you about it. Cancel Flight Negotiator. Now, with CancelFlightNegotiator.com, yeah. you can name your own price to never arrive at your 4th of July destination. Good. Why not book a flight with UAL, which stands for You Ain't Leaving? No. Be sure to check out our new companion fares. That's right. Two people can be stranded at the airport for the price of one. It's a second honeymoon. And be sure to check out our new holiday fares. Leave on Thanksgiving. You might get there by Christmas. Like and every ticket purchased comes with a complimentary pillow for the three nights you'll spend sleeping at the airport. Neat. CancelFlightNegotiator.com. Shop, compare, save. Cancel Flight Negotiator. <laughs> You know, they really ought to make those uh, <clears throat> those uh, uncomfortable seats at the airport into hide-a-beds, don't you think? Wouldn't that be nice? we got a hide-a-bed in my wife's she shed. It sleeps pretty well, actually. I mean, they need those in airports. Why do they make the damn seats so uncomfortable in airports? They're going to make you stay there anyway. Uh, Ken in Woodbury, Maryland is on the phone. Hello there, uh, Ken, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up today? Hello, Ken. Are you there? All right. I don't believe Ken is there. Maybe he's stuck at the airport. I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people traveling this weekend. A lot of people are uh, staying home this weekend. I'm staying at home this weekend, going out to buy my, uh, my uh, fireworks today. And, uh, you know, it's been a busy, I mean, honestly, don't you kind of feel like you need a couple days off? Although many of you are working your second job or third job this weekend. Um, because there's a lot of things that have been happening, including, uh, well, I guess there's the, uh, there's the show trial. Yeah, the show trial. Going to be off for a few weeks because, you know, I did a face plant. There's no trial like a show trial like no trial that i know it's been a doozy everything about it is deceiving that's a lie the january 6 committee lies a bunch of crap that no one is believing the tales they're weaving nobody buys there's no people but joe's people who fall for this lame show 
Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before. Kinzinger is a major bore. It's another rhyme, I'm saying. He won't be in the Congress anymore. Cause this trial is for sure. Super! Yes, this trial is our show. Glenn Greenwald, by the way, it's Jim Gossett again there, by the way. Brilliant, brilliant job there, James. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, the journalist echo chamber on Twitter, led to Cassidy Hutchinson's fall, fail. Pulitzer Prize winner, and I'm a fan, actually, of Glenn Greenwald, castigated the state of modern journalism in a thread Thursday, arguing that the progressive ideological echo chamber that currently governs the industry is responsible for the repeated spread of untrue stories like Russiagate and Cassidy Hutchinson's now famous claim that Donald Trump grabbed the steering wheel (laughs) of the presidential limo. As any lawyer will tell you, if I'm being honest, few things are less reliable than a proceeding with no adversarial component. Yeah, do you see? Nobody's challenging her or anyone else or the testimony. It's a joke. It's a joke, and Liz Cheney should go back to wherever the hell she's from. I think she might be from Montana, but uh, bye-bye. You and Adam, uh, Adam Schiff and Adam Kinzinger. These hearings, hearings have been zero. One could assign whatever blame one wants for that, but perhaps it means journalists should be skeptical of assertions there. You know, like Brett Baer, who should know better. But he has beyond jumped the shark. He has jumped the Snake River Canyon. And like evil can evil, he plunged right into it. I got to tell you, uh, Brett, you know, I always had kind of this, like, you know, I bet you a few times hosted a couple of fundraisers with you but honestly you fell for this it's really sad i mean it isn't even journalism all right because i used to respect you as a journalist until i don't know the night of the election in 2020 Back to Glenn Greenwald. If yesterday you were uh, followed conservative, you followed for conservative journalists or analysts, and really, why would anyone do such a thing? Just block and ignore them. You could have heard instant skepticism over, uh, even over the physics of Hutchinson's claim that Trump was able to grab the wheel of the beast. Maybe parts of Hutchinson's story are true, uh, uh, although the part that got the instant attention and calls for prosecution, Trump assaulting uh, his agents and grabbed the wheel of the beast, was highly dubious on its face, but journalistic skepticism, not cheerleading, is needed. 100% true. If, as a journalist, you don't instantly join the liberal mob, if you wait to see how facts emerge, you can't. You stand accused of sin. But if you jump on the board, applause for uh, vi- virality, not virility, virality, getting on viral, and cable bookings are yours. It's literally impossible to count how many times during the Trump years some blockbuster Russiagate event just materialized. The thing was that... Uh, uh, they were convinced it was going to be a fatal blow. Journalists even spent all day on Twitter reflexively peddling uh, it, only to watch it fall apart over and over. For many, Glenn Greenwald says, corporate journalists, Twitter equals liberal equals Twitter equals the constituency that matters. It's a joke. And this woman, Kath, Kath, Cassidy Hutchinson, was able to literally take third person or fourth person hearsay she heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another donald trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the uh, of the beast yeah 
And uh, when asked, because the Secret Service agents involved said, no, 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 that's not what happened. It didn't happen at all. We'd like to testify. We'd like to swear that it didn't happen. And Liz Cheney was asked about that by Jonathan Carl. Did you seek testimony from Tony Ornato or Robert Engel? Not or- Orlando. He's in Branson. Uh, to corroborate or to refute what she said? Um, I don't want to get into too many details. This is what they say. Uh, like Adam Kinzinger when he says, oh, yeah, we've got some great evidence of Donald Trump doing this. Well, really, wait, can, can we see it? Well, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead here. I don't want to get too much away here. And then ultimately, there's nothing. Uh, the committee has spoken to both uh, Mr. Ornato and Mr. Engel, and um, we uh, welcome additional testimony. Yes, but it's only the testimony we want to hear. So if you want to hear them say, yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson is lying. You're never going to hear that. Um, under oath from both of them and from anybody else in the Secret Service who has information about any of these issues. Yeah, the Secret Service has already said, we are here for you. We always have been for, to here for you. And you never bothered to call those Secret Service agents or inform us that Cassidy Hutchinson had this story and she was going to testify for the January 6th committee. Do you expect that that testimony will be live testimony under oath like, like her testimony and for the world to see? How is that going to happen? Look, we, we have been working with the Secret Service. We've interviewed, as I said. Nah, you haven't. A number of individuals in the Secret, nah, you haven't. Secret Service. Um, we will continue to do so. No, no, you haven't, and you won't. And um, I think it is important that their testimony be under oath. She is just an awful person, you know. I think she belongs to the, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, a group of uh, constituency, they're kind of like the uh, black, uh, uh, Congressional Black Caucus, uh, it's, uh, it's called the uh, Happy American Grandmas, and uh, so it's happy instead of uh, the uh, Congressional Black Caucus, the CBC, it's the HAGs, and uh, so she is a happy American grandma, uh, also Maxine Waters is a happy American grandma hag, uh, and then also I believe Liz, uh, Liz Warren is a uh, hag as well, so it's kind of cool, I mean it's, it takes the politics out of it, they can be happy American grandmas. And uh, they can be hags, and that's what they do. It's it's pretty cool. It's really neat. That's just, I mean, that's beside the politics. It's kind of nice they can look beyond politics. Here's uh, Jim Jordan talking about the January 6th committee and what a uh, what a joke it is. Not from this committee is lie after lie after lie. They lied about Bernie Kerrick's travels. They lied about Representative Laura Milk's tour. They lied about Jenna Ellis's documents. They lied about Eric Hirschman's notes. They lied about the Secret Service. They lied. About they lied about their age when they tried to buy beer. About me twice. A text message that I forward to the chief of staff and a video clip all we have got from them is lie after lie after lie after lie so we are not going to get the truth particularly when there's no chance to cross-examine and no chance to see the documents i mean even like liberals know this is a this is a joke think about all the lies we've caught them in and and that's without having any access to the transcripts of the depositions so so many things they're telling us have to be false based on the simple fact we've caught them in seven lies without seeing any of the evidence they literally they had to they were going to wait until after the fourth and they they hit tuesday with this gigantic revelation that cassidy hutchinson was going to uh you know going to do this testimony and she said that you know she created this tall tale about Donald Trump trying to grab the steering wheel of the beast. Uh, I, I believe also she said that uh, Paul Bunyan uh, had a giant uh, blue ox and he created the Great Lakes. I think she also said that. So here are some things. There are some whoppers that she said <clears throat> that she should held uh, legally responsible for. 
said the president attempted to grab the steel of the beast, the steering wheel. Uh, two of the uh, Secret Service agents involved said it didn't happen. Plus, he was also not in the car on the 6th. There was that. He wasn't in the car. That just came out. Cassidy Hutchins said that President Bump grabbed the neck of Secret Service agent Bobby Engel. Bobby Engel says, no, nah, it didn't happen, and I'd like to testify. Okay. Cassidy Hutchinson said President Trump broke dishes or a dish and threw it at the wall on January the 6th and left ketchup on the wall. Dear God, he should honestly just stand him up in front of a firing squad and kill him for that. What a mess. Uh, Trump saying that didn't happen. Cassidy Hutchinson claimed that uh, she had a handwritten note. She wrote one on January the 6th. The truth is, uh, actually, White House lawyer Eric Hirschman said that he wrote the note. So she lied about that. Cassidy Hutchinson said her boss, Mark Meadows, called Roger Stone on January 5th to find out who, uh, what would play out the next day. Uh, Roger Stone says he's never talked to Mark Meadows outside of a conversation they held in 2019. General Flynn, uh, Cassidy, and, uh, Cassidy Meadows and Mark Meadows spoke with General Flynn, she said. Um, on January 5th, General Flynn has never had a phone conversation with Mark Meadows. Cassidy Hutchinson said General Flynn and Roger Stone participated by phone in a briefing in the war room in the Willard Hotel with Mark Meadows on January 5th. Did not happen. Stone and Flynn have not spoken with Meadows on the phone ever. Here is Steve Bannon and Boris Epstein on Steve Bannon's show talking about the uh, trouble that uh, Cassidy could be in. Not from this committee is lie. No, that, is, uh, that, it would be, that would not be him. That would be uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jordan. Here we are. Uh, because of what happened. Walk me through. Why Are we going to see some criminal referrals here, sir? We absolutely should. A criminal referral is absolutely appropriate. And, hey, you know. We have the information we have, right? And under every piece of info we have, Cassidy Hutchinson lied up there under oath. She lied about, you know, <laughs> pretending that, that President Trump is Jason Bourne and he's driving <laughs> the limo or the SUV and yes. choking out his Secret Service agent. Jumped a washed-out bridge. And drinking a Diet Coke with his foot and tweeting with the other foot. <laughs> she lied about that. Yep. She lied about the note. She lied about Pat Cipollone being in the in the West Wing that morning. She lied and she lied and she lied and she lied and mm -hmm. she lied about about Rudy Giuliani and Jeffrey Clark meeting. So, so everything that we that the, all the information that's been presented. Let me put this in perspective. Uh, her lies in front of the uh, the committee yesterday would be like me lying and saying that I could still bench press my body weight. I mean, it's that bad. It's that bad. Uh, Greg, you hold on. You'll be up next. We've got a little more audio on this. Then we will segue into uh, Conceal Carry. All right, Conceal Carry. And, uh, oh, uh, the Democrats think that by allowing uh, the open border in the South, it's going to bring Hispanics to vote for them. Um, they're wrong in a big way. That's on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is just an incredibly damning and dramatic story. Uh, I would just, as a journalist and as an American, appreciate more corroboration for the story since, as of now, it is hearsay. I mean, it is oh, sure. somebody... 
Oh, sure. But, you know, it's a really good story. Uh, kind of like, I guess, uh, uh, Johnny Appleseed was a really good story. But I really don't think that all the apples uh, trees growing in the country was a, a guy walking around with a, a pot on his head dropping apple seeds in the ground. I don't think that ever happened. I could be wrong. Oh, this just in. Uh, we had a story that uh, one of the other tall tales that uh, Cassidy Hutchinson said yesterday or, or when she did her uh, testimony on Tuesday uh, that she was impregnated with Bigfoot's baby and uh, Liz Warren said she'd pay for the abortion. So uh, we're still waiting on confirmation on that. Let's go to uh, Ken in Woodbury, Maryland, listening today on this glorious uh, uh, precursor to a three-day weekend. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. What's up? Wanted to uh, make you laugh. You know, I'm down here in Baltimore, and, uh, you know, the crime is, like, off the hook. So we've had probably about almost 180, 190 murders since the first of the year. I know. I know. Now, uh, you're really going to like this. I'm gonna, when I tell you this, you're going to laugh for the next three days. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. They're making sure that everybody in Baltimore City is fully aware that fireworks are illegal in Baltimore City. <laughs> well, thank God they're going after the real criminals. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, kid, I got to tell you. Watch that old lady with that sparkler. She might burn your eye out. Yeah, but you know, Ken, you don't really need it. If you're just listening for the sound of fireworks, you got those year-round, man. <laughs> so are they literally, are they telling, are, is, are the law enforcement officials telling people that uh, fireworks are illegal? Make sure to not, uh, not uh, shoot off your fireworks. Is that what they're saying right now? Uh, you can't even have a uh, cap gun in Baltimore City. But an illegal gun or a ghost gun, you can have as many as you want. You carry as many as you want. Wow. All right, my brother. Well, you know yeah, what? I, you look. You'll be a van will pull up, a door will open up. Yep. You got two people inside firing at you. It just happened last week. Got three of them shot. Van pulls up, door opens up. Two of them in the back. Both of them shooting at you. I know, three I know. And last week, this on the heels of uh, months ago. A, this happens a lot in Baltimore. I know. Once, uh, uh, what, what about four or five months ago? There was a restaurant manager who was shot, and the same night that a grandmother who was working for Uber Eats was murdered. I mean, dear God in heaven, what the hell? I mean, I used to love going to Baltimore with my son and my daughter and hang out at the Inner Harbor, Fells Point, go go see the uh, you know uh, uh, the fort, go go uh, enjoy some Italian food, and and I wouldn't go now. Uh, you know, I might if I considered if I can get my concealed carry, and I know that many people in Baltimore are going to do that and already have started the process ken what do you think and the saddest part about it is little italy used to be one of the safest i know man city. i know it's sick it's sick they and they mugged a yeah. uh, catholic priest down there too i guess you didn't hear about that a priest got mugged down there so oh <laughs> happened God. a couple months hell? ago so what the hell i'm just so done everybody's like nobody wants to come to baltimore no i'm like well do you blame them no i i it's sickening it's sickening. And, and the thing is, you know, I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years, and I always felt a kinship with Baltimore. I just think Baltimore is, uh, it is a working man's and woman's city. Uh, it's just cool. It's ethnic. It's, it's, I mean, it's a hodgepodge. It's easy to get in and out of if I want to see professional sports. And I hate this. I hate this. Why can't Baltimore follow the leader like Cincinnati? Cincinnati used to suck. It doesn't anymore. And it's just ridiculous to me that Baltimore, this is happening to Baltimore. It's sickening. I just can't Mayor, stand it. Uh, Mayor Brandon Scott oh, uh, did a wonderful heaven. job. He said he wants a holistic approach to crime. 
And I'm thinking, yeah, his holistic approaches, time he gets done, everybody in Baltimore have a bullet hole in them. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right, my brother. You got big plans for the weekend? You're going to be hanging out with your family? What's going on? I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm staying home. Staying home, get, get some fireworks that are illegal? Here, here's another thing that's got to be puzzled. <laughs> I haven't been vaccinated. Uh-oh. Okay? Yes. And I've been around people who's died from it. I know. And I've handled stuff that they've handled. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I'm still here and I feel fine. So. Yeah, you know, I had, I had, uh, I had it. It wasn't fun. I'm not vaccinated. It wasn't fun. The reason why I didn't get vaccinated is a health reason that I had from when I was 30. I had a heart attack because I had strep throat. And so I'm not about to get mitocarditis because that's a death sentence. But I got sick. And you know the weird thing, Ken? Do you know anybody uh, in your in your circle of friends who died of COVID? No. That's weird. Neither do I. How how weird is that? And I got thousands of friends. here has died had underlying health conditions. That's kind of crazy. And none of my friends on Facebook, all 5,000 of them, none of them died of COVID. It's kind of weird that way. Worst pandemic ever. All right, on the way, President Doofy strikes again. Don't go anywhere. And a special guest, too. Carson show on a uh, on a Friday. We're uh, waiting on uh, Jack Brewer going to be joining a special guest, uh, fascinating guy, former uh, NFL player among other things, uh, and, a, and a huge advocate for fatherhood. Really, really cool. Uh, presidential appointee, uh, chairman of the AFPI, evangelist with strong social media presence, and the founder of the uh, Brewer Group. So we're going to join him in uh, in just a moment. He's uh, shuffling around some papers and getting adjusted and all that. And uh, by the way, he has introduced a resolution promoting fatherhood and the vital role that it plays in uh, for children. And uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I am a, uh, a big uh, advocate for adoption and fostering kids, and, uh, and I've been working with inner city kids for uh, about three decades on, uh, on fostering and adopting children. And again, uh, uh, Jack, we don't need the camera. I know you're, we don't need the camera, Jack. Just the audio is fine. How you doing? I think he's, he's, getting, he's getting ready to go. I'm sorry, man. I, we, I just, I, I'm on Skype, so I'm kind of stuck. How you doing today? Man, I am doing absolutely amazing. I'm in, uh, in Viero Beach for a baseball tournament coaching my hero boys and you know, it's a glorious time of the year yeah. coming up on Independence Day. Now, are you a coach or a father or both? I'm both. Sweet. I'm both. Be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, pretty committed coach. We have uh, youth programs, baseball, flag football, track, nice. Nice. Uh, and boxing. And so I'm, I stay pretty active with the youth and, and, and try to push our initiatives that, you know, yeah. prioritize God first and Love a country, brother. Yeah, you know what? I, I did a lot of athletics when I was a kid because I was always really big. Uh, I went in eighth, in eighth grade. I was six one two forty five. I'm not kidding. Wow. And and, and we, we we had seven games, seven football games. My eighth grade year. You want to guess how many quarterback sacks I got in seven games? Thirty five. Thirty five. Wow. You know why? Because it was like playing your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man! So, welcome to the show. I uh, I'm a big fan of you, sir, uh, and not just because you have a really cool name. Because you're, I mean, honestly, Tom Cruise or somebody like that should be playing you in a movie. Jack Brewer, 
check. I just love it. I love it. But you are a big believer in uh, fatherhood, the glory that is fatherhood. You are also uh, an evangelical Christian, uh, and, I, and I respect you for that. Uh, and you've also introduced this wonderful resolution promoting fatherhood and its vital role it plays for kids. And I'm going to tell you, Jack, I have been um, fighting for kids and adoption and fostering my entire career broadcasting. I'm the product of adoption. My mother was raped. And I was given up for adoption. And one of the big things was inner cities for me. Because I saw the, the, uh, the destruction of the black nuclear family, which was doing beautifully in the 1950s and 60s. Yes, the country had problems, Jim Crow, Democrat policies. But since then, we have seen generations either aborted or uh, left by their fathers and uh, it led into a life of crime, and many of them never even lived to see their 20th birthday. Uh, tell me about this resolution, and tell me about what this means to you, sir. I mean, this resolution really addresses the, the cancer uh, of our land. Um, you know, the, the one issue that's plaguing our country that many um, misrepresent and, and many uh, try to disguise as, as, as racism and disparity yeah. uh, and all those other kind of woke uh, terms that you hear in the media. Uh, the root cause of, of our issues in our nation right now is fatherlessness. And yes, sir. One that wants to deny that is denying, you know, facts or denying reality. Uh, and the, the stats don't lie. You know, when yeah. you talk about 20 times more likely to go to prison if you're fatherless, that means you have prisons full of fatherless men. Yeah, uh, and so I go into those prisons and I see those men face-to-face uh, -face almost every week. And so it's real. I mean, that's literally why they're in prison. They didn't have anyone uh, to keep them accountable, to teach them life skills, to, to, to spank their butt when they needed to have their butt spanked. Yep, a little they swat on the butt. Any. Exactly. And, yeah. and the same thing with our education system. I mean, we, we talk about education system, and we all know um, what uh, terrible damage these teachers' unions are doing to our schools um, but at the end of the day, the, 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 those that are falling victim to our schools are the fatherless kids. They make up over 70 percent of the, the high school dropouts every year in America are fatherless. And so if you can point to those demographics um, it, with having the same issues uh, that most most people want to point to to race. Well, I can tell you right now, in the last 50 years, white fatherlessness has uh, increased three times. Yeah. yeah. Hispanic fatherlessness has increased two times yeah and so this is an issue for everyone um but unfortunately the most underserved uh, are the ones that pay the price yes, uh, because you know you're five times more likely to live in poverty and so you just continue to go on if we don't address the issue at the root cause we really don't want to fix it you know i uh, i'll share a story with you uh my father uh, i was adopted and uh, my father left me when he was when i was seven years old and uh, I had a little sister two years younger than a brother who's the same age, we're adopted. And, uh, and I remember the night he left, he slammed the door, and I never, we never heard from him again, ever. And, and it destroyed my brother's life. My brother died in his sleep when he was 38 years old. He was drug-addled. He, he, you know, he had a lot of uh, arrests and whatnot, and, uh, and it ruined his life. And I, and I remember uh, he was just so desperate to find out, why the hell, why, how could you leave someone? How could you make someone and leave someone? It, it haunted him. And he literally, he went and he, and he found the, the the father my my adoptive father he found him because he thought he'd get some satisfaction and the guy you know 
didn't even connect with him at all. He didn't have any answers. And this can ruin a kid. You like it's oh, yeah. not it's not just the, the act of leaving. It's just why did you leave me like this? What is wrong with me? And it's internalized and there's anger there and there's anger and frustration and it stays with for your life. And and it drives many kids to uh, to crime and criminality because there's nobody there. And I got to tell you that you're that you're doing something about this. It means so much because this is something that I don't care what color creed race sexuality whatever we've got to agree with being able to raise our kids that's right and it's spiritual man everything you just described uh you 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 rip out the spiritual core of your child yes you get them like that and you know that's why uh, uh, everything that we do at the foundation of it is is christ jesus and it's the gospel yeah. um because that's truly the only thing that can replace that father figure right that father in the spirit uh, because that's what's broken is that spirit. Uh, and I think as a nation, we've gotten so far away from um, using uh, God, the word of God, the principles of God. I mean, now you mean from the president on down, they'll get up uh, and literally push policies that are the Antichrist. They'll push policies that go right against um, the, the Ten Commandments and what the Bible teaches. What about unlimited uh, abortion? We've gone, exactly. we've gone from safe, legal and rare to... By God, I will kill that baby until the time of birth. We This is worse than any country in the world, with the exception of North Korea. And I'm not kidding. That is North Korean. That is Chinese. What we're doing, what the Democrat Party in this country, they have sold their soul. Completely sold their soul. And it's and, and there's no denying it. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about them out of hate. I'm actually talking about them in, in love because love is truth. And so if we get to the point where we cannot speak truth, then we don't actually love our brother. And I love the Democrats. I just think that they have lost their truth. I think they're destroying this nation, the soul of this nation, uh, by their policies and by uh, their just deep, deep commitment to appease anyone and everything that people want to do. Freedom is not free. It never has been. And so if you're not willing to sacrifice and stand for truth, then you don't truly have freedom. You don't truly have liberty. And so the, the, the fact that they can get on and be double minded, speaking on the podiums across the, the, the country from Nancy Pelosi to Joe Biden, claiming that they're, they're they're people of faith, that they're Catholic people. But yet they go out and they push and push these Antichrist principles upon our babies and upon our kids and communities that are hurting. Uh, it really is despicable. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I I think that, you know, as a nation, we need to start speaking uh to them in a spiritual way. We need and to I'm start you, calling them the Antichrist. We yeah, can't you know, keep making this political. We have to make it spiritual. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing. I don't care what you have in your life. The only thing that matters in your life is who cares about you when you go. That's it. Right. And when you don't when you you don't know what you're missing when you miss raising a kid and loving a kid and having a family in your life. How did you what happened on the morning that you found out that Roe v. Wade was overturned? Oh man, it was the joy. You say <laughs> we were in, we were playing baseball, man, yeah. and you know it's just summer. So like we literally we play about fifty games over the summer, oh, and God. I we were on a baseball field, and I saw it pop up in my uh, <laughs> in, in my in my news feed. Yeah. I looked down at it, and I was just like I couldn't really scream, but yes, I wanted sir. to scream. But I was just yes, praising the Lord, man. You know, it, it was I think you know and that started off. I mean, that whole week just oh, seemed buddy. to be like. A statement from God. I mean, like he was just, if you wanted to deny him, he was letting you know that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall come. Listen to this, listen to this, Jack. Li happened. 
You got you got the, the, the prayer on the football field. Joe Robinson gets to pray on the football field. You get vouchers for schools when your kids have no choice but public schools, and if they just happen to be a religious school, tough bleep. You know what? You got right. voter ID. You've got uh, uh, let me see Roe v. Wade. You got the EPA decision. You got the Second Amendment Amendment decision. I mean, this is this these two weeks have been unbelievable. And you know the great thing, Jack, is that right. uh, the makeup of the Supreme Court's going to be this way for a while. For a long time, and you know, the, the thing is, is, is as soon as you get down, I was telling a friend of mine, as soon as we start getting down, right, yeah. as believers, as conservatives, we get down, God shows who's in control. The power, as soon as they think that they have the power, that man has the power and authority over this, God has already ordained this stuff to happen. There's nothing that anyone can do about it. They can steal elections. They can go out and, and, and try to manipulate the minds of people through their media, you know, they can shadow ban. They can do all of these things, the works of the devil, but they will never succeed in the big picture as long as God has his hand on it. And I think he showed us all that. I think it's uh, it's a glorious day. We waited a long time for it. Now, on a, on a sports-related, I'm not a big sports dude, but I do, I do love my NFL football. I went without a couple years with all the woke nonsense and the kneeling and all that, but I'm back. Uh, you played for the Giants. You played for the Eagles. You played for the Arizona. You played for the Vikings. I lived in Minnesota for a while. I still have my Randy Moss jersey. I'm not kidding. I still got it. I, which was your favorite team to play for? Could you, could you be honest about that? Is there, is there one you kind of leave for? Maybe not the team, but the fans. Which, which you know fans which fans I, you thought were, were the best? If, if I had to pick a group of fans, it'd have to be the Viking fans. Yeah. If I had to pick an organization, it'd have to be the Giants. I got you. <laughs> I got to admit, because the, the Giants organization just treated me so well. It was so first class. I learned just so much about being a man and a businessman yeah. and, and, and going on to, into my life in that city meant so much. Yeah. But Minnesota, man, I tell you, I I, I played it at, at the Gophers in college. And, oh, yeah. And those fans just embraced me, man. And I was a cat. I got voted a captain on my team in my second no, I'm year. Not, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing an accent here. You lived in Minnesota. Why aren't you saying that there, Jack? Why aren't you saying that? Hey, say let's I go. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in Texas, <laughs> so it was a blend between Texas, Minnesota, and New York. It's hard. That's right. one. It's hard to pick up. Uh, did you play in the Metrodome ever? Or did you did you get the new stadium? Uh, my whole career, I played at the Metrodome. Dear I God. played college there, and yeah. then played in the, in the pros. So you know, I hated. I, I knew that Astro turf too well. You know what? I I hated that stadium for baseball, but in the wintertime in Minnesota, oh hell yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me exactly. ask you this. one more question. You're from you're from Texas. I, I live in Kansas City. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, Texas barbecue versus Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> now I don't want you to just say which is better. I want you to say who's best at what, because I already got an answer. What's I mean, Texas barbecue? Look, What's te- it best I'm, at? I'm a Texas barbecue man. Man, uh-huh. I like I like the smoke. Right, Kansas. Yep. I like it. just the flavor of it. It's not. It just. I don't know if it's because I was how I was raised and mm-hmm. what I was on. I can taste the difference right of away. Of course you can. Um, yeah. I can taste the difference right away. I'm. I'm just a Texas barbecue man. Yeah. Uh, I just I, that flavor. Uh, here's, here's what, what I'm I was gonna, raised on. Here's so what I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give the beef. <laughs> I'm going to give the beef title to can to uh, to uh, Texas. Although, yes, well, although, no doubt. But have you ever had a burn in in Kansas City? They're amazing. Okay. okay, so we we win the burn in. You get the you get the rib, the beef ribs. You get the beef brisket. All right, we'll give you that. Kansas City owns pork. 
I, I give you the pork all, all day. Right. All right, all right. <laughs> all day. And Jack. the pork ribs in Kansas City are amazing. Oh, buddy. And you know what? Uh, I, uh, I've, been, I've been preaching the gospel of Kansas City barbecue for years, and I, do, I got a couple <laughs> pork butts going in. I like big pork butts. I cannot lie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm a big fan of both. I'm a big fan. But, but also, Texas, you guys use pecan wood. So I'll give That's you right. pecan is beautiful. It's beautiful with yeah. beef and fish. Brilliant, brilliant. All right, my friend. I wish we could talk all day. I wish I could hang out with you because I, I'm just you're 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 fantastic. Uh, and I again, tell us uh, real quick. Tell us where people can go for the Brewer Group. Yes, check out our 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 the Jack Brewer Foundation That's the Jack Brewer Foundation Our programs are across the U.S. and we are we talk about this fatherlessness crisis and these kids. We touch them every day. We're in the juveniles, the prisons, man. Jack, uh, if you if you guys ever need somebody to come and speak about adoption and about fatherlessness, if you ever if you ever need anybody to speak, I, I will be there for you. I want you to know that, brother. I would love for you to come out to and actually be yes, sir. Uh, one of our guests of honor at our next fatherhood roundtable. Let's do that. Incredible. All right, my brother. You have a glorious weekend, and I hope you win lots. All right. Thank you, brother. God All bless right. you. God bless you too, man. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out thebrewergroup.com. Thebrewergroup.com. We can turn this around. We can turn this fatherlessness uh, epidemic around. We really can. I want to share something. I hope I have time to do this here. Um, I've gotten a lot of uh, emails from from people who've given up kids for adoption, who've been adopted. uh, And this, this came from Patty. And she said, my husband and I love you, listening to you almost every day. <clears throat> they live in uh, Puxatani. says, our 33-year-old son passed away in 2009 from a drug overdose. We had custody of his baby at the time, who was two. We decided to place the baby up for adoption, and we felt we were too old to raise the child. With the help of friends, we found a wonderful home that wanted to adopt the baby. He had to go to court to prove the uh, mother, who had been in and out of prison, uh, unfit with her history it was not hard to do. It cost us money for attorneys. It was five hours on the witness stand being questioned by four different attorneys. We did not request updates <coughs> from the adopted parents, but they do send school pictures and updates. The little one has a beautiful life with Christian folks thinking that with the decision of Roe v. Wade, there will be hope. More happy adoption stories for folks that can't have children. <coughs> Pardon me. It's a great story, and they need to know. He needs to know. Uh, another uh, another note from Bonnie. You're doing God's work, Rob. You were uh, you were when you were working for uh, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, you were there when we were uh, working at you're working at the car dealership to pay your bills. And now, uh, when you tell the truth uh, to people while using humor to help it sink in. Uh, I'm a successful upper middle uh, class engineer who was dis- who was blessed with an unexpected single pregnancy one week after I was awarded a full tuition uh, scholarship to a prestigious engineering college when I was 20. 
<clears throat> this threw my uh, my whole world into a tailspin. My boyfriend wanted me to get an ad- abortion. My friends wanted me to get an abortion. Even my mother had spent most of her life instilling me the values that I treasure in a moment of weakness for the love of her youngest daughter suggested I get an abortion. I didn't. I stood my ground, and I faced all sorts of consequences and pain in both the short term and the long term, but it was so worth it. My oldest son, who was born in 1988, is a treasure to this world. <coughs> However, he does not want, he does not see the history that way, and he hates me. He will never forgive me for my conservative beliefs. He is angry for me not being properly afraid for him and his wife to go back to school to teaching in public schools in 2020. The day and he and his wife called to inform me of my wrongful beliefs was the day after the Iowa derecho of 2020. We lost power, and I was sending my youngest son off to college with my husband a day early because of our loss of power. He hasn't talked to me since, except for an angry phone call he gave me on the Friday before Mother's Day 2022, when he yelled at me for an hour. Even so, the phone call gave me hope. I want you to know that I'm praying for you, Bonnie, and hope and pray that he'll come to his senses. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people trying to bug out of town, either driving with really expensive gas or not driving at all because of really expensive gas or uh, or attempting to take a flight, which is nearly impossible right now because, I don't know, maybe there are a lot of pilots who got fired because of COVID and not taking the shot. That said, here's Bill Shatner with a solution. Cancel Flight Negotiator. Now, with CancelFlightNegotiator.com, you can name your own price to never arrive at your 4th of July destination. Why not book a flight with UAL, which stands for You Ain't Leaving? Be sure to check out our new companion fare. Yes. That's right. Two people can be stranded at the airport for the price of one. Sweet. And be sure to check out our new holiday fares. Leave on Thanksgiving. You might get there by Christmas. And every ticket purchased comes with a complimentary pillow for the three nights you'll spend sleeping at the airport. Cancelflightnegotiator.com. Shop, compare, save. Cancel Flight Negotiator. <laughs> that is uh, Jim Gossett. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, uh, doing that uh, piece of of satire. Uh, very nicely done, by the way. And you can go to jimgossettcomedy.com. Now, uh, I'm going to uh, segue into a couple of things this last hour because we our time is nigh. Um, we had uh, a special guest, Jack Brewer, on the last hour. He talked about uh, black fatherhood and fatherhood in general, but also uh, how difficult it can be to be a conservative as a person of color in this country, even though the Democrat Party and liberalism has destroyed the black family. Democrat policies in the great society. But this week, there's no finer example of something that I had mentioned years and years and years and years ago when Hillary Clinton had done a speech and she said, she said that uh, she mentioned there was a conservative plantation. And, and it, it hit me immediately because I remember I was I living in uh, D.C. probably, it was probably 10, 12 years ago. And I said, well, well wait, wait, <laughs> hold on a second, hold on a second. Whenever a person of color becomes a conservative, they become a complete pariah to the Democrat Party. They do, no matter who it is. Clarence Thomas, fine example. When you try to stray from the Democrat plantation, they send the hounds after you. 
Now, that sounds pejorative. That maybe sounds what it's true. It happens. And there's no finer example than Clarence Thomas not writing the opinion for the Roe v. Wade reversal. He was part of it, but Sam Alito did it. But the media is going after Clarence Thomas. Why do you suppose that is? Well, what I just said, because he's black and he's conservative. Uh, you better but hope Clarence. that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife, oh. who happens to be white. He's been a, a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. One of the nation's biggest racists right there. Resentment, grievance, anger. Everything she said is her looking in a mirror. Yeah. Here is uh, Representative Tim Scott talking about, well, you know, being a person of color who happens to be a conservative. Well, I certainly think that the greatest threat to the liberal coalition are black conservatives who stand up and think for ourselves. We, we represent the fact that the African-American community is not a monolithic community. By the way, uh, Joe Biden wants to uh, uh, change the filibuster to restore abortion rights. That's not going to happen because Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are saying no. If you could ever break the stronghold that the Democrats have in the African-American community, the entire coalition falls apart. And that day is coming. And think about this, Jesse. President Biden's approval ratings have never been lower in the African-American community and the Hispanic community. The last thing people want to see are people like Clarence Thomas, Ben Carson, and myself standing up and making common sense popular everywhere in the nation. Common sense, people. How many times have I been telling you that's what we need more of? And, and oh, by the way, we happen to be black. That is a great threat to the entire coalition on the left. So they want to shut it down, cancel Clarence Thomas because he dares to think for himself. But more Call out the hounds! More importantly, don't you think for yourself because they want the price to be so high that you don't ever dare to leave wherever they say you should sit. Oh, there is much, much joy in being able to separate yourself from that crowd of leftists who want to control your thoughts. They want to do it at the dinner table. They want to do it on social media. They ban you on social media if you're conservative. The mainstream media, it's like black conservatives don't even exist, and if they do, they need to be destroyed. Barbara in Baltimore, my favorite caller ever, is on the phone. Barbara, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. Jack Brewer is, oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah. And you know, he is, was the person who called Donald Trump the first black president because Donald Trump did more for the black community than yeah. all the Democrats have in previous administrations. And that's a fact. And... I just, you know, I thank you for that. I also wanted to, I think it was Robin, whose uh, child had turned against her. Robin, I yeah. understand how you feel because uh, I have been called white supremacist and a wannabe white person and all kinds of names by my children, even when I remind them that they were a choice. I made a choice to have you, even yeah. though you abused me verbally. I still love them. But wow. I'm not changing my position on anything because I know eventually they're going to have to realize I am right about this. This is their freedom, our lives, our liberty that's on, uh, at stake here. So I will never give that up, not for anything or anybody. And God is my witness to that. 
and he is the master. Yeah. And that's who we all answer to. Now, Barbara, I, uh, it's, it's a, you know, I lived in Washington, D.C. for about a dozen years. And I, all of my friends, mostly, <clears throat> except for a couple of guys named Keith, uh, were, uh, were liberal, very liberal, very left of center. And when, uh, when I left D.C., I got a talk radio full-time job because before that I'd been an inter- entertainment morning radio host and all that. And uh, all my glorious friends who I literally I spent thousands of nights breaking bread with them, New Year's Eve's for a dozen years. Uh, I mean, the best friends in the world. They, didn't and, want you around, did they? they don't want me around. Uh, my my best buddy for 16 years told me, you're no longer welcome in my house. And he's poisoned the minds of his children against me. And I'm just, I'm crushed by it. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, my beliefs are more important than that. And I know that Absolutely. sounds like a lot. Can you imagine with no. me, my grandchildren, I have, grand, I have a grandchild I haven't seen for three years uh, since Donald Trump is, was in office. And it's just uh, unbelievable. But that's not the big story. The big story here is that we will overcome all of this. I will be speaking tonight at the at the um, meet and greet for Dave Wallace at uh, the (laughs) Cockeysville or Hunt Valley Holiday Inn Express. Sweet. And I'm certainly going to incorporate the information from JackBrewerGroup.com into Dave's policies and Dave's program of restoring the American family because he's always been America first. That's why he's my candidate. I know there is a black candidate, a Republican, great guy. I I choose the businessman who will spend money, my tax dollars, the way he spends a budget. And that's that's, because I know Dave has been America first before America first became popular. Barbara, uh, you've chosen your beliefs uh, over... Uh, friendship in many cases you haven't chosen it over family your family has chosen their beliefs over over you yeah um how how hard has it been because it is it's tortured me to know that many of my friends no longer they they unfriended me on facebook six seven years ago well i tell you something you know it's got to be crushing well actually you know what i'm like you know being being from Queens, you get you, you know stuff rolls off your back (laughs) <laughs> it's not something I've cried over or something I've agonized over. Yes. And I just let them know, you've made Christmas real easy for me with what you've done. <laughs> it's what they've done. It is what they've done. You know, yeah. instead of, you know, showering gifts and all this, that, and the other thing, because I believe that I'm right. And I yeah. believe that my path is the path that God has chosen. And I just, I pray for them to come around. And I let them know that anytime they need me for anything or they call me for anything, I am there for them, but I will not compromise. And it's not crushing because I found so much love, especially with the WCBM community, of yeah. people who who can respect uh, what I believe in and, and believe that I'm right. And I believe I'm right. More than Barbara, anything, Barbara you know, it, it, let me interrupt here. <clears throat> because... Um, you know, you, you, you talk about bondage and, and uh, you know, our sin of slavery, of course. Um, but there is there is nothing worse than not being able to express yourself, freedom of expression. There are people who cross shark-infested waters on rafts and die before they reach our shores because freedom of expression means so much. Barbara, I mean, it means everything. If yeah, you cannot, and listen, I experienced that on Facebook. I experienced that on Facebook and YouTube, and you're thinking, oh, this is not a bad comparison. No, it is. When you get 200,000 people following on you on Facebook and you, you have people responding to how you are connecting with you, and then they blow up your page the day after, uh, after the election, 
election or or blowing up the walk away movement yeah. from the Democrat Party on Facebook. That is that you cannot live your life if somebody's going to take your ability to to be able to express yourself freely. It's it's a life not worth living, Barbara. Well, I, I agree with you. And you have and you know what? You've overcome that because now you have an even bigger audience. Yes. You have even more fans who love you. So I'm yeah. telling you, you know, what, what other people might have for evil for you, God turns into good. Because yeah. this is this has been a fantastic ride for you. And I, I know what it means to be censored. I mean, I got censored. I've been suspended. Yep. I yeah. never had that many followers. I think the most I ever had was close to 6,000. And I just thought it was good to be able to vent. But when they felt like I said something they didn't like and they cut me off i was like oh my goodness That's yeah and it hurts and and it hurts though doesn't it it's yeah, crushing well, it's crushing to, to to have some people a group of people deciding what you can and cannot say and the government telling you that you can't have an opinion that your opinion is disinformation or disinformation that is soviet stalinist bullcrap absolutely but you know the supreme court has got to be commended I don't know if people really realize the, the, just how big this uh, EPA shutdown, yes. how much impact that's going to have. Yep. That is huge. And with Roe v. Wade, that's one of the things I will be talking about tonight. It's going to be like, what is the next step for Maryland? Maryland is one of three states that allows abortions up to nine months. I talk to people. That's, that's got to stop. They did not know that Maryland allowed abortions up to nine months everybody thinks oh i thought it was the first three months or the first nope. four months no nope. it is up to nine months so we're going to be talking about where do we go from here all right barbara listen i gotta run i gotta run thank you uh, so much and you have a great great independence day absolutely i'm gonna go buy me some fireworks after the show <laughs> yeah, blow it up because we can't blow it up here we go to jail i'm gonna tear the roof off the mother sucker <laughs> see you. all right let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show, Friday edition. Coming up, the Hispanic Tsunami. You know, we're talking about the, uh, the, uh, uh, a lot of people of color who are leaving the Democrat Party. There's a, there's a Hispanic tsunami coming. And I'm going to share some audio on that in a second. Although we do have uh, uh, somebody who's been holding uh, for a few. It's uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's not very often that I get to actually use a song to introduce someone. So four tops. Bernadette. Bernadette in uh, Albuquerque is on the phone. Hello, Bernadette. How are you? I listened to Rush from the time he was 2000 when they were doing the hanging Chad crap. Oh, yes. And until he passed away, and I was so sad when he broke the news of his cancer. But you are not Rush, but you're just as insanely funny. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. My husband heard you play the I Am Woman the other day when he came home early, and he's dying laughing. Oh I'll God. play that before the end of the show. Oh, that was wonderful. I have an update I, on trans madness that I'm going to share very shortly. Okay. I wanted to call. Um, I, I, oh, my gosh. Bonnie made me cry. Okay. Um, 
We You're talking about the letter from Bonnie who yeah. who uh, who uh, uh, had a, a son and uh, the son has decided to forsake her because she's a conservative. Yes. Okay, yes. go ahead. Um, I was at, at 19 in 1984. I found myself pregnant. Okay. I didn't know what to do. I lived in a very tiny little house with my parents and my sister. Um, I grew up Catholic. I never have believed in abortion. I prayed about it a lot. Um, and we ended up, I gave her to an, a family through Catholic Social Services. And I am so thankful for that. I don't know how she's doing. She's now almost 34, I think, 35. Wow. Um, I've lost track of how old she really is. But um, I met my husband that I married a few months later. We got married in 89. In 93, our very first child, a little girl, um, died three days later from a heart defect. We had no clue. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how many times I would read the paper or I would look at the news and hear of people just abusing their children. One that I stands out in my memory was from New York and this lady just threw her five-year-old out a five-story window and killed her. And I would cry <clears throat> to the point where it was just like, why God, why would you do that? That you would take a little child away from somebody that really wanted one. And there's these people that just do not care. Yeah. And I just, I think, you know, if you didn't want your child, why would you just choose to just murder it? Yeah. That's just plain and simple. Bernadette, I read those stories. So I read those stories all the time. That. I read those stories all the time, and I don't usually bring them to the air because they're so disturbing. There was a five-month-old yeah. baby shot to death in Chicago, uh, you know, and I see stories of uh, parents abusing their children, starving them to death, uh, you know, and, and I just, I, it's so, it's, it's so maddening. It's so maddening, it's Bernadette. Sick. There are so many people. I have friends who have been trying to adopt a baby for years and yeah. can't, and they get so close to it. And then the mother of that child decides, no, I just want it. Yeah. So in my mind, that's just, you know, whatever. <clears throat> well, Bernadette, I, can, I just, can I say something real quick, Bernadette? Yeah. <clears throat> if you have the opportunity as an adult, I'm not talking to you specifically, Bernadette. But I hope that maybe if you love someone or maybe, maybe you're an empty nester, you know, maybe foster some kids. Maybe, maybe foster a teenager. Maybe... I am a crossing guard, and I look at my little kids every single day, and I treat them just like my own. I have two boys that are in their 20s, and when Bonnie said that her son disowned her, I was thinking, well, ours just yelled at us after going visiting him um, a month ago and decided he didn't want to talk to us ever again. I don't know when that ever again will be, but we're going to counseling because of it. And um, I'm hoping that the Lord will just change him. You know, I think it's sad and pathetic that. that you'd give up your parents. I mean, I don't care how left the center. I, I my, love my children. My parents would be. I would have. St- they, I never forsake my children. Dear God in heaven, I certainly no. wouldn't have forsaken my parents. We never would have talked to our children, our own parents, the way these kids do these days. That's how I look at it too. But you know what? That's my baby. I still love him, and I'm not going to give up on my two, on my, on my youngest, my oldest. He's fine. They don't live here in the state. But well, Bernadette, I want to thank you. And, and when you, you call, Joe. I, I will play Bernadette the song <laughs> from the Four Tops for you. I will. I promise you, Bernadette. I promise you. Thank you. <laughs> All have right. A have a glorious Independence weekend. Day. You bet. You bet. <clears throat>
when my son was uh, an infant, I uh, went to a, uh, I got very involved in a crisis daycare center in uh, Newport, Kentucky, excuse me. And they had uh, teenage girls who uh, had had babies and, and they would literally drop the baby off to at the daycare center with a bottle of Mountain Dew because they're children having children. Those kids are all probably 22, 23, about my son's age. And um, maybe if you're an empty nester, maybe if you're planning on not having kids, why don't you can consider fostering, considering adopting, not a baby, but a, but a kid. You can save their life. And we see these videos online. Dogs being saved. And, oh, you get all teary-eyed. You watch a dog being, you know, adopted. And then you see the commercial on TV with in the arms of an angel and shows the dogs and you get all weepy. How about the kids? How about the kids? It's life-changing. You can save a life. Uh, check out AdoptUSKids.org, AdoptUSKids.org, will you? Just do that. That'll be your homework assignment. Let's take, take a break. we got another half hour of the show, and it's going to get good. Hispanic Convoy on the way. Don't go anywhere. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. There is a Hispanic Convoy coming to Congress. Era como la brisa, caminaba sin prisa. Era nueva en la ciudad. And the Republican Party. Años de niña, ojos de arena, sus manos, el agua del mar. Dimos vueltas y vueltas de aquí para allá. En medio de la tempestad. Era como si el invierno regresara sin nada. Sing along, here's the chorus. I love that. That's the uh, Spanish version of uh, Convoy. Now, I started that off because uh, the governor of Arizona and the governor of Texas, when I, when I initially found that piece of production, that, uh, that song, I was doing it because there were illegals coming across the border. And again, you know, the lion's share of them are Hispanic individuals. Uh, and they speak the language, uh, which was brought to Central South America, Mexico, by the, uh, by the conquistadors. So they, I mean, they, technically, they are the uh, you know the progeny of uh, conquistadors and uh, the Maya, the Inca, the Toltec, the Aztec, and you know whatever. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. so they're coming across the border, and Democrats uh, they they want to upset the balance of power, create a permanent underclass, and they take these people for granted. I personally, I'm, I'm like when I when I meet people not only from the southern border but also uh, people from around the uh, world who come here, I've always struck up a conversation because I'm fascinated. What brought you here? Well, right now, an, uh, an illegal immigration policy is bringing people here. It is being broadcast to the people south of the border and the entire world by policy. It is being intentionally broadcast around the world. Come here, you'll be let in. This is kind of interesting, though. Majority of Hispanic voters support former President Donald Trump's Title 42 immigration policy that makes it easier for the federal government to deport border crossers and illegal aliens. According to Axios, which is left of center, very left of center. Majority of uh, Mexican-Americans, Puerto Ricans, uh, Cuban-Americans support keeping Title 42 in place, according to the poll. However, this 41% uh, of Central Americans support the policy. They also found that 58% of second-generation Hispanics, 59% of third-generation Hispanics support the policy. So they know that uh, even though they are fellow brown people, you see, this is what uh, the Democrats do. 
they're willing to step in and they're just willing to talk to you, you know, and to make decisions for you because, you know, you're a brown person or you're a black person or you're an indigenous person. And I know that maybe the team mascot is not offensive to you and you don't really care, but I'm willing to step in and just say, I'm offended that you still have the mascot, the Chiefs. We've got to get rid of it. And I know that George Floyd's murder by the police officer was, it's not Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's fault, but we know as white Karens who live in liberal America that chances are you think that uh, the Land O'Lakes Indian girl and Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima have to go away because it's better for you because it's racially, it's stigmatism. Now, I know the family of Aunt Jemima are very upset because Aunt Jemima made a crap load of money being Aunt Jemima's a real person, and this was a character actor, and it made her town famous and everything because she was Aunt Jemima, and nobody ever said, oh, hey, look at there, there's Aunt Jemima. She's a caricature of black people. No, no, it was just a, a woman who was Aunt Jemima, somebody you could trust, somebody you could trust, somebody you could care about, somebody who would be like, you know, no, she looked like a servant. No, she looked like somebody you could trust and somebody you could love. And, and if you were sitting at a table with her, you'd want to eat at Aunt Jemima's table. You would. I would break bread with Aunt Jemima any day of the week. And I would literally pass the long grain and wild rice to Uncle Ben. And I might even just dip the spoon in there and say, Uncle Ben, would you like some more rice? And he'd say, why, yes, Rob, I would like some more rice. And I'd say, let me get that for you, sir. And I'd just dip it out on his plate there. And I'd say, there you go. He'd say, thank you, Rob. And I'd say, thank you. I'd say, man, Jemima, uh, Uncle Ben, could you, would you like to uh, uh, grab hands and say grace? Okay, let's say grace. See, it's kind of crazy that way. You know, it's like uh, all this racial nonsense that the Democrats are stirring up is all made up. And 98% of it is. Yes, there are racists in America. But uh, most people don't give a damn. Most people don't give a damn. Where I live, if there was a, a black man on the side of the road with a flat tire jacking up the back of his car, those who couldn't help out would be on the phone calling for help, not the police. Oh, yeah, you, you'd probably call the police on because he's a black man. No, 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 no. No, if I couldn't help, if I was in for, I'd call the police. I'd say, hey, hey, there's a guy here. He really needs some help. Or you'd get a half a dozen people pulling over, next exit, coming around, or just pulling in behind and helping that man out. And that's the way most of the country is. It's amazing. So all of this race division, all this nonsense really is just that. And, by the way, to add indignity to insult, Democrats want to take the radio stations that expats from Cuba and uh, other countries that have murderous communists in charge, when they escape here, whether that be uh, on the land or overseas, the Latino media network has been created. They're led by two Democrat Party activists with ties to Barack Obama and George Soros. And they have $80 million, and they want to buy 18 Spanish-language radio stations from the Univision Televisa conglomerate. And they want to broadcast communist, socialist propaganda on those stations. And those stations are the voice of freedom to those people. That's how desperate the Democrat Party is. They couldn't get us. They, they colluded. They worked hand-in-hand hand with big social media and the mainstream media, and they stole an election. 
and they're doing everything they can to make sure that conservative voices are not heard. And you know what this is going to mean to the audiences at these radio stations? If this is allowed to happen, they're going to bankrupt these radio stations. Nobody's going to listen to them. And they can take these radio stations and they can go straight to hell. Unbelievable. Hispanic Americans in the region especially protested the proposed sale of two Miami stations, Radio Mambi, or Mambai, and former Cubanissima, WQBA, as they have for decades broadcast anti-communist content to Florida and the island of Cuba. You know why? Because you can't hear this radio on Cuba unless you stream these, stream these radio stations, if you can. Hispanics have dubbed the Latino media network Radio Soros and have expressed concern that the group will silence beloved conservative personalities on talk radio. That's the plan. The FCC has not approved the sale at press time and is accepting public comments on the matter on its website like they'll listen. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus, the CHC, urged the FCC to approve the transfer of the stations to the left-wing Latino media networks, claiming that the sale would help combat disinformation, which shows you that the Congressional Hispanic Caucus is just as left-leaning as the Congressional Black Caucus. They could give a crap less about black or brown people. All they care about is... uh, Communism, socialism. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. Yay. I got a couple things I want to get to. I did promise that I was going to play um, the uh, the uh, transgendered I Am Woman song uh, here shortly. Uh, let me see what else here. I got a couple of things I got, I got to get to today. I got to get to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is great. Listen to this. Well, out of the state of uh, Missouri, which I call a neighbor, and I lived there for 10 years, uh, Governor Parson signed a bill, 1878, HB 1878, requires voter ID, eliminates drop boxes. Yeah, yeah. They signed it yesterday. Mike Parson, who's normally kind of rhino-ish, he signed this thing. says, we're happy to be joined by Representative John Simmons and uh, Senator Sandy Crawford to sign HB 1878 into law. In 2020 and years prior, Missouri has conducted free, fair, and uh, secure elections, but with changing technologies and new emerging, emerging threats, we want to ensure that they remain that way. So all registered voters in Missouri have to provide an ID to vote and re- repeals the uh, use of mail-in ballots while allowing certain absentee ballots, strengthening the integrity of each new vote. So bye-bye to the Zuckerbucks. Yeah. You know, this is so racist, honestly. This is so, so racist. If you're a person of color and you're driving to Missouri, you might as well bring your own rope because uh, that's, that's, uh, that's how Mike Parsons, the governor of uh, Missouri, you, I mean, it's over. They're just so bloody racist and there's so much Jim Crow and all that, you know, and all that. And no, actually, no. Because, you see, they did this in uh, Georgia and, and, the, and the MLB pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of it. And the biggest demo in the last election, uh, primary, I should say, there was a massive increase in uh, voter turnout among all people, but especially among black people. I know! Crazy how that happens. And it's crazy how it always blows up in the left's face. It is absolutely nuts. Good for Missouri. 
Public schools in Texas would rename slavery as, quote, involuntary relocation. This is when the left eats its own. This is fantastic. Under new social studies standards uh, proposed to the state's board of education, uh, state passed a, a law in 2021 to remove topics from schools that make feel, uh, students feel uncomfortable. This is in Texas. A group of uh, educators proposed to the board uh, of ed that slavery uh, be taught as involuntary relocation during the second grade studies because, you know, you don't want to make those kids feel uncomfortable. Well, um, I, for one, uh, I didn't live through the horrors of slavery, and, and none of my ancestors were slave owners because we all came here after 1900. But uh, I, I want uh, slavery to be remembered uh, uh, in every way, shape, and form as, for the horrible, awful, cruel institution that it was. And, and I think of all of those who spent their entire lives in servitude and all of those who literally had their, soul, their children and their spouses sold away from them. I think about that all the time. But calling it uh, involuntary relocation is really stupid. It'd be like saying, uh, okay, you know what? We don't want to shock the second graders, but we're going to call the Holocaust Jewish summer camp. Yeah, that's a good idea. Jewish summer camp we're talking about here. Or, or maybe you could talk about the China's cultural revolution where Mao oversaw the death of up to 60 million people. You could call it happy fun time. I think a happy fun time would be good. Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe with uh, Japanese internment camps that uh, uh, Roosevelt and the other Democrats were all for. Just call it uh, Asian non-voluntary uh, housing plan. I think that'd be a good idea. Non-voluntary non, uh, housing plan is what that. If you're going to do it, I mean, go for it. Coming up, I have some uh, absurdity, including a, a new gay Spider-Man. I'm not kidding. They've got a new, but he's like super gay. Uh, you know, and if you're super gay, that's cool. I don't care. You can be ultra gay for all I know. Uh, we got that. And also uh, the, new, uh, the new Buzz uh, Lightyear did a face plant, and I'll explain why. And we're going to play our very special uh, uh, I Am Woman song about uh, male athletes competing as women. That's all coming up before the end of the show. Do not leave your radio. It is the Rock Carson Show, and I, of course, am the uh, namesake of that radio program. Hi, and uh, and welcome to. We're going to have the a uh, uh, couple of updates here, real quick. I, I do want to mention that uh, uh, Tim Allen was replaced as Buzz Lightyear, and the reason why he was replaced as Buzz Lightyear is because he uh, he said that he liked Donald Trump. And that is absolutely 100% true. He has uh, criticized the new Buzz Lightyear film, which saw him replaced with actor Chris Evans, who literally rubbed conservative's face in the fact that he was the new uh, Buzz Lightyear. And it did a face plant. Absolutely spectacular, awful, awful, awful. Tim Allen has sounded off about it. He says, a wonderful story. It just doesn't seem to have any connection to the toy anymore. It has no relationship to Buzz. We talked about this many years ago, but the brass uh, that did uh, the first four movies is not this. It's a whole new team and they, that really had nothing to do with the first movies, and he stayed out of it. He also lost his TV show, which at the time was the most popular television show in America on network television. And uh, Last Man Standing, he got rid of it because he was a conservative. But uh, the woke Buzz Lightyear is doing a, uh, a face plant, doing a uh, face plant. Now, uh, I think we need to do our uh, update for, uh, uh, for athletes who are, if I can get this thing to load. Hold on one second. Let me get it. Let me get it. I am. Hold on. I, I am. Uh, the uh, uh, athletes who are born 
women being uh, able to perform and, uh, and to compete with, with, with uh, men performing as women. That's what I mean. So born men competing against women. Here we go. It's Jim Gossett, by the way. Dedicated to Leah I Thomas. I am woman, not a man, despite this new transgender band. Uh-huh. Though my voice is deep and I've got facial hair. You don't look very feminine. They banned me, but I'll be back. Bravery I do not lack. You don't have to tell me to grow a pair. Now you already got him. Oh, yes, I'm a girl. Against women I compete. Medals. I will steal all of them. All of them. I have a beard. Beard. I've got testicles. 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 I am woman. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Mm, boy. Something else. Tina says that I can't swim. They claim that I am a him. I feel weird. But I'll be back. Just you wait and see. I'm a she. I even wear a dress. No it's no mystery. The whole package I possess. <laughs> but they banned me. Banned me from everything. I have a brawn. Brawn. I have a prostate gland. Prostate gland. I just feel kind of weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, the transgender woman, Ricky Trace, she's 29 years old, won the women's division of the uh, Border Open in New York City, taking home a $500 first prize. Uh, uh, this guy has a we're pr- woman, woman, Jesus, God, holy hell. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, she was born male to uh, now identify as a woman, won the Border Open. She's 29 and uh, uh, apparently also uh, beat uh, four girls, um, uh, four of which were under the age of 17 including a 10-year-old girl, Jury Ikura, uh, came in fifth place. But, uh, you know, here's the deal. The uh, uh, Ricky, uh, don't lose that number, by the way. Ricky Trace, here she is talking about, saying basically, you know what, I'm in here to win. I don't care how those kids are. Didn't intend to do I find that funny because that's like what I'm getting beat up about the most is like you're beating little kids and little girls. And I'm just like, uh, I didn't intend to do that. Like, I just... Well, maybe if you would have... Looked at the competition and saw that it was open to adults and children. This was the first competition that I've been to that I actually wanted to win. It makes me really... I really wanted to beat those fourth graders, and I beat them to a pulp. happy to see that there's kids that young that are in competitions, and they're shredding and even placing in the high ranks. And I'm so, uh, so sorry that as an adult man, I mean woman, that I could beat the snot out of them. So, so that's, like, incredible. To me, that's not any reason to, like... Yeah, you're mentally ill. Yeah, I just said it. Yeah, immediately. Oh, yes, and then that uh, Disney-owned Marvel is set to debut its first openly gay Spider-Man. Now, this is where it gets really stupid and in- insulting to gay people. Effeminate characteristics dressed in lace. Not kidding. Web Weaver, a not-so-mild-mannered fashion designer at... This is... I'm not making this up. This should... You, if you are gay, this should, you should be embarrassed by this. Even if, you know, you know. Anyway, so uh, at Van Dyne, gets spider powers and shows us very different kind of spider sta- slayer. Yeah. Uh, writer Steve Fox also noted that uh, he was the, uh, the... It was a huge gay honor to uh, introduce the first gay Spider-Man. I uh, had a huge honor... Honor... 
Oh, I, I thought it was B-O-N-E-R. Uh, to help create the web weaver, the, uh, the lace-wearing uh, uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Um, I'm not going to end the show on that note. I'll come back and end the show right after this. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think uh, music is going to be a big part of my weekend, a little Rage Against the Machine. Guys, have a glorious uh, weekend. God bless you and your family, our first responders, our military living and deceased and Gold Star families and the unborn, and, of course, you guys. And until Monday, or no, Tuesday, Tuesday. Don't catch the stupid. See ya.